culture, you know what I'm saying? Y'all enjoy. Podcast episode 143, and we're going to get straight into the anniversaries. Toni Braxton released her classic self titled debut album on the 13th in 1993. Nas released his classic album, in my opinion, Life is Good, on the 13th in 2012. Monica released her album, The Boy is Mine, another classic on the 14th in 1998. Tiny turned 48 on the 14th. Missy Elliott debuted with Super Duper Fly, another classic album, on the 15th in 1997. Chingy released his debut album, Jackpot, on the 15th in 2003. Nas released his untitled ninth album on the 15th in 2008. Jim Jones turned 47 and Damian Lillard turned 33 on the 15th. Wizkid turned 33 on the 16th. Future released his classic album, Dirty Sprite 2, on the 17th in 2015. And Foxy Brown released her album, Broken Silence, on the 17th in 2001. Monica released her classic debut album, Miss Thang, and Jodeci released their classic third album, The Show, The After Party, The Hotel, on the 18th in 1995. Bad Boys 2 released in theaters on the 18th in 2003, and today Stuart Scott would have been 58, and rest in peace to him, one of the greatest sports journalists ever, and those are your anniversaries. We have a lot to talk about, a lot to cover today, um, but I'm going to start off with the quick things as always. We have new music. 
coming out on Friday on the 21st. So um, this is going to be a same day release as far as the podcast goes. So everything you're saying is in, or you're hearing is in real time. Um, so on the 21st, we're going to get a new album from Nas, Magic 2. There's a 50 Cent feature confirmed. I'll read what he said about that. So here is 50 Cent. Let me go to his page real quick. He said, y'all ain't heard me in a minute. Nas felt like it was time, so it's done. Check us out Friday, Magic 2, Office Hours. So yeah, we're going to get a new 50 Cent verse. And also, Ice Spice is going to be releasing her date, uh, deluxe EP version of Light because she dropped that in January, I believe it was. And that will be coming out on Friday. And I have more Ice Spice stuff coming up later in the episode. So that is that. And then as far as next week goes... We have the debut EP of Amaka called Oasis, fully produced by Kate Trinata on the 28th. Also, we're going to have No Name releasing her lead single to her upcoming album, Sundial. It's called Balloons, and it will be featuring Jay Electronica. So, yeah, we got a lot of new music coming. And also, Callie is releasing her song, Beethoven tomorrow on the 20th. So, yeah, um, a lot of new music. I'll go over the new music that came out last week that I listened to. Um, a little bit later in the show, but yeah, that is that. Also, as far as I go, Summer Vibes Volume 12, and I Am Been in the Remix, my upcoming playlist art on the way, as well as my personal favorite top 26 albums of all time. That will be an article and possibly a TikTok video as well, and then we'll go from there. But um, it's been a long couple of weeks. I apologize to y'all because I know I've been putting out content, but it's been a lot. And if I sound weird, I don't know if I do. But I got Invisalign now, so if I sound a little off, that's all that is. But um, yeah, that's that. Let me see. To start off, I'm just going to go into the new music thing. And I'm going to play the remix to Coco Jones' hit record, I See You. And I was right when I made that um, assumption last week. I said, I think it's going to be Justin Timberlake based on the hints that she threw out there. And that is the featured artist so enjoy i see you featuring justin timberlake something about your hands on my body feels better than any man i ever met Turning my heart blue Maybe I 
just off without you Maybe my life's just off without you Maybe you're worth it all to me, baby Maybe, maybe, just maybe Yeah, shout out to Coco Jones. Shout out to Justin Timberlake. Amazing remix. Also, shout out to Coco Jones because she was performing. I forgot what um, festival it was, but it started raining and she kept going. And that's what R&B is about. And uh, yeah, this is why she is successful. And shout out to Def Jam for doing right. And shout out to her for putting her work in and being an amazing artist. Speaking of other R&B, we will have a new, uh, I don't know if this is a single or an album. I believe it's an album. By Snow Allegra, Be My Summer. It will be dropping on July 21st. And we have updated news right now in real time. Travis Scott, The Weeknd, and Bad Bunny will be releasing a single on uh, Friday, July 21st. So in a couple of days, we will have probably the first single off of Utopia. And speaking of Utopia, it was a lot going on with that. Um, I reported to you guys last week, he was going to be performing at the Pyramids of Giza. And then I also ended up getting... This information, um, let me see, where's all this at? Okay, so it was reported he was going to be at the Pyramids of Giza, and then it came out that he wasn't going to be performing at the Pyramids of Giza because of uh, a lot of reasons. It was like, I'll just read it to you. Okay, this is a world star, then I'll get into the next thing. According to reports, the Egyptian Musician Syndicate announced they will not allow Travis Scott to put on his Utopia concert at the Giza Pyramids and cited their reasoning as they don't allow performances that, quote, undermine the ancestral customs and traditions of the Egyptian people. Now, that was yesterday. Then, today, we got, well, last night, but today, we got a report that Travis Scott's Utopia live stream will reportedly take place as planned on July 28th, which is next week. Um, and we also, on Twitter, I got this information. Um, it was about Travis Scott at Pyramids of Giza, and they were saying, this is all the Egyptians, Travis Scott's concert at the Egyptians' Pyramids of Giza has been canceled by the Egyptian Syndicate of Musical Professions, a local group responsible for approving permits. They claim he is a Freemason who opposes Egypt's heritage and performs satanic rituals during his shows. I can't play the news clip because they're just, they're not speaking English, but, um, they, they were going in and I'm like, is this because of what happened at Astroworld? And then on top of that, they're talking about Travis Scott and then they show Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan and all that stuff on the screen. So I'm like, you don't even have the right information. It's coming off real racist. I don't know. Like, I know Egyptians are black, but the Egyptians that I'm talking about in this video are not. So, yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. Um, it is what it is. We're going to find out on July 28th whether he's in Egypt or not. And I'm looking forward to see what Utopia sounds like. Also, Sheck West apparently said it was better than Astroworld. I'll read his quote. Um, let me see. He says, I ain't going to lie. It's so fire. Is it better than Astroworld? Yes. Astroworld is a great album, but Utopia is going to be next level, man. That's all I can say. That's not what you should do before an album comes out. Remember I said last week about Travis might have the issue of it might not sell as much or do as good because the last album was a classic. Now we got people in his camp saying it's better. No, I don't. I don't think that's a good move, but we're going to see what happens. And uh, yeah, that's that's all the Travis Scott news that I have for y'all. But um. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. We are going to see what happens. Now to switch over, switch gears a little bit, to talk about this strike. I couldn't bring anyone on to the podcast to talk about it for a lot of reasons, but I do have sources and everything, and um, I can say this. The Actors Guild, I stand with them, and they're officially on strike as of last week. I think it was on Sunday. But, um, yeah, I got a couple of clips for y'all. We're going to start off with Brian Cox breaking down the reasons for the strike, and then I'll play a longer video for y'all after I talk about what Brian Cox has to say. So here he is. A residual payment is every time something is repeated. Um, 
Now, with streaming shows, it's endlessly being repeated. You know, we're still streaming, succession still being streamed. And we need to cover, you know, we need to cover the expense that that, that we are not getting mm. from, from that. And that's 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 the biggest problem is that uh, the residuals go down and they're paying less and less. Now, in a way, the kind of streaming services have shot themselves in the foot because they said, oh, we're doing very well on this one, very well on this front. And when we called them to task and said, well, look, uh, you know, what about our residuals? What about our money? Of course, now everything kind of closes down and says, well, you know, it's not going to happen. And uh, that's that helped precipitate the SAG strike. But also the SAG strike, I say, was very much in support of the WGA, unlike the Directors Guild, who did not support the WGA, which I find astonishing. So, yeah, um, residuals are a big issue. And the fact that streaming services are breaking records and doing all this, but as soon as actors go to get their residuals or their money, then they don't have the numbers or, oh, the numbers aren't as big as you think. You know, these numbers don't add up with what we pay you. And just, bro, there's no reason it should be this big-ass runaround. Now, here is... Um, another clip and this is going to be a lot longer it's about four and a half minutes so you guys enjoy this and understand and listen to what's going on it came with great sadness that we came to this crossroads but we had no choice we are the victims here we are being victimized by a very greedy entity I am shocked by the way the people that we have been in business with are treating us. I cannot believe it, quite frankly. How far apart we are on so many things. How they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It is disgusting. Shame on them. They stand on the wrong side of history at this very moment. We stand in solidarity, in unprecedented unity. Our union and our sister unions and the unions around the world are standing by us as well as other labor unions. Because at some point, the jig is up. You cannot keep being dwindled and marginalized and disrespected and dishonored. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? Most of Americans don't have more than $500 in, a, in an emergency. This is a very big deal and it weighed heavy on us. But at some point, you have to say, no, we're not going to take this anymore. You people are crazy. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Privately, they all say we're the center of the wheel. Everybody else tinkers around our artistry. But actions speak louder than words. And there was nothing there. It was insulting. So we came together in strength and solidarity and unity with the largest strike authorization vote in our union's history. And we made the hard decision that we tell you as we stand before you today, this is major, it's really serious, and it's going to impact every single person that is in labor. We are fortunate enough to be in a country right now that happens to be labor friendly. And yet, we were facing opposition that was so labor unfriendly, so tone deaf. 
to what we are saying. You cannot change the business model as much as it has changed and not expect the contract to change too. We're not going to keep doing incremental changes on a contract that no longer honors what is happening right now with this business model that was foisted upon us. What are we doing? Moving around furniture on the Titanic? It's crazy. So the jig is up, AMPTP. We stand tall. You have to wake up and smell the coffee. We are labor and we stand tall and we demand respect and to be honored for our contribution. You share the wealth because you cannot exist without us. Thank you. Now, she's right. Um, these actors do all the work. Yeah, these CEOs and shit rake in this money, but at the end of the day, if you don't have actors, you're not getting shit done. And also, we've seen that now. Because according to reports, let me go to this, um, there's a lot of money being lost currently. And good, fuck them. But they're saying that uh, there's about five hundred to $600,000 a week being lost or something like that. Let me check. Yeah, studios are losing at least 600k per week for each halted production due to their unwillingness to pay actors and writers fairly. Fuck them. Let them lose the money. Because they're the same ones who said, oh, we're just going to starve out the writers until October. And then, oh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll, get, we'll get what we want because they're not going to have a choice because they ain't going to have no money. And I know people are like, oh, actors are rich. Not all of them. Mo like, yeah, the big names you see, they could ask for uh, more upfront money and get their millions. And then their residuals, they're not getting those either residuals apply to everybody so everyone's getting fucked over and it's not okay also on top of that um just to just add a little tidbit in netflix you know how everyone has their ad free version their ad version netflix has removed their ten dollar or 9.99 a month ad free basic plan in the united states they hope this will push new subscribers to sign up for more lucrative subscription options and i'm like I don't even have Netflix right now because I'm not watching anything on there just to save money. You telling me you making me pay for this other version? Fuck you. Fuck you. That don't make no sense. And then we have, um, let me see. Anything else related to the writer's strike and actor strike? I have something else in here. Um... It's just so much corporate greed, bro. And I don't understand. Hmm. I mean, that is everything I got. But, um, yeah, there's no reason that we should be sitting here having these conversations. And artists, and by artists, I mean actors and things like that with streaming are losing a lot of money. And in this case, it's not like musicians where you sign a contract, you know what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Actors are going to these places where they're supposed to get their residuals from. And they're like, oh, we don't have the numbers. We're not looking them up. But whenever there's a record to be broken or whatever, it's a billion streams or two million viewers. And every week is this many. But all of a sudden, when you get a pay, you got to pay niggas. Then you ain't got no numbers or the numbers are way smaller. Either you're lying and you're full of shit and pumping up your stock. Or you're lying to the actors and you're not paying them what they're worth. Either way, you, you're stupid and you're breaking the law and you shouldn't be. And you're greedy as fuck. So I hope that these uh, production companies and all that lose everything. I hope they lose everything. They deserve to lose everything. Because they're full of shit. End of story. Um, I'm standing with them. I hope that all the actors get what they deserve. And uh, that is that. I'm going to play another new song. And then that'll uh, you know get us back into the music thing. But I just want to make sure that actors are getting their well-deserved respect on my platform. Because I don't play that. I'm all for people getting paid what they're worth or getting the recognition and their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their respect and their credit, honestly. That's really what it comes down to because they play the biggest role in that business, in the entertainment business. If you don't have actors, you don't have anything. So now that that is over and done with, I want to play the new JT single called No Bars and then we'll get back into some more hip-hop discussion. Enjoy. 
I got bridge on the beat, he go crazy. What you working with? Yeah. What you working with? Uh, what you working with? Get your bands up. Oh, you ain't trekking, nigga. I'ma hit your mans up. Cold ass hockey bitch. Fire in the summertime. He gon' keep the bills paid. Cause he know a bitch fine. Bitches always in my business. JC, what you really do? I be at home playing fetch by a swimming pool. I'm a real big dog, bitch. You a scrappy dude. Doing all that wifey shit. Knowing he don't fuck with you. Post the girl pussy in your nigga dreams. I'm a hoe to send me, bust whoever in between. Gangsta bitch. JT, Medellin. Haven't heard from the ops yet. They ain't said a thing. Damn, nigga, you know who I am, nigga Long way from cracking cars and pulling scams, nigga Bitches on my dick, pretty like a transgender Sit this pussy on his chin in a chinchilla Fifty flows up, can't hop out my coupe unless I lift the doors up Told my nigga twin turbo V8 the motor Self-esteem drop every time I show up Yeah, wrist doing 80 in the 35 Shut Marty down for some furry slides Look him in his eyes and tell him dirty lies Caught me Chanel, nigga, 30 times the price on this Kelly say I'm hella paid Crocodile Birkin from the Everglades And I ain't gotta do a motherfucking thing I ain't gotta do a motherfucking thing, bitch Period Told y'all hoes I don't work jobs I am a motherfucking job Bitch is always in my motherfucking business Where about the fuck I got going on, ho? <laughs> it's city girl shit Even when you think it ain't city girl shit I'm a city girl, bitch. Second verse, so you hating ass hoes. Who get mad every time I strike a pole? I rip down from my head to my toe. Hood bitch dressed like a weirdo. Run away, now I'm stepping in some runway. Bitch, you can't fuck with me on your birthday. Bring my real bitches, Coral and KJ Pay. You gon' be home, fuck with the judge say. I'm low key, bitches, fuck on my anxiety. I'm prayed up and I'm waiting on my rivalry. I'm the hype, nah, y'all ain't gotta hype me. I'm that bitch, give a fuck who don't like me. It's grind time, no flossing. Let's get it. Pulled out the truck and put the portion. These bitches tired, they exhausted. Got bitches tanning for this dark skin. Bitch, I'm really from the trenches. Wear shots, I ain't talking about syringes. Yeah, I'm really from the trenches. Pretty ass lips made these bitches cop syringes. Mwah. No bars. Yeah, that's that new record, JT Rapper Ass Off. That's nothing new. But um, she got into it with Ken Barbie the other day. And I feel like this is just another example of dumbass people who shouldn't be speaking on hip-hop or artists or black people or black women in general. So he tweeted out, Somebody better tell JT, Ice Spice already brought her princess collar. Now, first of all, Both of these artists, JT and Ice Spice, that um, I mean, are friends with Nikki, cool with Nikki. There's no issue between the two of them, given what happened at the BT Awards. All that was blown over. It's whatever we good. Now, either he will, he's start trying to start some shit for one, and then when JT said in response, non-black people once again using terms to insinuate that black women are dogs, I get it. Because that nigga was way out of pocket and had nothing to do with nothing and said this. And, you know, it's funny how when this situation occurred, no one was really caring about what JT said to me when I seen it. Because we've seen the conversation amongst black people where it was a black man and black women talking about it where someone says something about Ari Lennox or something and then someone says the same thing about Roddy Rich and then it's okay. That's a different conversation versus this. Someone who is not black in my opinion, saying something like that is way out of line and unwarranted, especially when it's out of left fucking field. So then he turns around and turns it into a, oh, well, I'm finna drop some tea on you or some shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then JT was trying to stay on topic and uh, said, you know, I don't got to pull out pictures to prove I'm black and things like that. And he, cause he was said the N word or something. I don't know, but I don't understand why non-black people, generally speaking decide to jump in black people's business so much when they ain't got shit to do with them or they try to cosplay us because we don't know if Kim Barbie's black for real I don't fucking know don't care to be honest but I don't know and I don't understand why that is I would love to know 
but I don't care enough to ask someone who does it because they're relevant to me. Um, now, the other thing that's a part of the situation that, uh, you know, concerns me is every time that JT's going through something on Twitter, young Miami is never there. Or if she is, she she texts or tweets, I just woke up or what's going on or something to that effect trying to be funny. Like you see exactly what's happening for one. But um, I just want to say that young Miami either needs to respect JT a little bit more and come to her defense the same way that she does for her or or JT needs to be like, you know what, I'm never going to I'm not going to be jumping to your defense again. One or the other. Because for in this situation, Young Miami said the following. Um, let me see. Let me get this screenshot for y'all. She got and got on Twitter and said, stop arguing with that hoe, JT. Uzi didn't do nothing for her. Neither can you. Leave a bitch where they pathetic at. And then JT said, exactly stuck, struggling, wishing, and praying. Now, also, since uh, she brought up Uzi, Ken Barbie also says something that could be considered homophobic technically because he was like a... Uh, who am I going to fight? Is Leslie going to hit me or some shit like that? Like trying to make a joke about his, you know, alter ego or I don't know what to call it. But you know what I mean? Like anyone else said that in any other way where it wasn't directed at someone, you know, involved with Nicki Minaj. It would have been homophobic and all this other shit. But it's funny now and I don't get it because if someone had said something about Megan all hell would have broke loose. It would have been just as wrong to say it about Megan, just as JT, but the response would have been completely different. And I don't understand why people are acting brand new to this, but people make jokes about rape. People make jokes about all these things when it comes to Nicki Minaj or anyone who's affiliated with her in a positive way or positive light. And JT should not be getting disrespect on the internet like that. No black woman should be getting disrespect on the internet like that, especially completely unprovoked. And I don't understand why people don't see the problem with that but i just wanted to let it be known um also i believe that young miami does not take music as seriously as jt does i feel like that's obvious but you know she doesn't take the music as serious as jt does the only time she's rapping her ass off is on a bad boy records um track which is obvious why because she just you know she did her thing on the king combs ep but um other than that, she's either not putting out music or she's doing her other ventures. She was rapping her ass off when JT was in jail, when she had to hold down City Girls by herself. And it made sense because City Girls was not, you know, solidified and where she could do all the things that she's doing now. Now that she's there, she's comfortable. She's complacent musically, I mean. And that's okay. But if you're going to be complacent musically and your bandmate, your partner in crime is not, it's not going to work long term, in my opinion. I'm not saying I want City Girls to end or anything. I'm not saying they're not friends. I'm just saying they need to both be on the same page. Especially going forward, they need to be on the same page. Because City Girls musically has not popped off the way that it should. And people have been making fun of JT and all this stuff. And I just, I don't understand. But um, staying on the topic of female hip-hop, Ice Spice did do an interview with Zane Lowe. Shout out to Zane Lowe. One of the few people who know how to fucking interview somebody. You got some sense you're great at what you do, and I appreciate your content. Um, she talked about a lot of things. I'll play that in a second, but I did want to say the people who are saying, oh, colorism and pretty girl privilege or why Ice Spice is popping right now. No, that's not why. You know why? She's smart, okay? Drake followed her. She dropped that song. It popped off. Cool. Then she took that and continued to build. She got somebody, I don't know if it's her manager or whatever dude that was in the episode I played. It was a couple months ago or earlier in the year. She's not in a 360 deal. She owns her masters and she started working with Nikki. She has multiple top 10 hits, multiple top 10 features or a top 10 feature. And she went from the girl twerking on a basketball court to being on the Barbie soundtrack in less than a year. That's not just pretty girl privilege. That's smart business work like that is a business mindset as far as music goes you building on everything that you do she's not a one-hit wonder and if pretty girl privilege and all that or light skin privilege and all these things that you're talking about oh all the music sounds the same no it don't but if that was the case sweetie would have been selling 
because she flopped multiple times the last couple of years, and I love her. Koi LeRae wouldn't have flopped the last couple of years because she dropped good music. She was on Spider-Man soundtrack. Amazing record. Might have the best record on that soundtrack. Dropped her album, Double Plastic. Come on now. That's not how this works. It can't be both. It can't be, oh, she's doing this because she's light-skinned, and y'all said Megan music sound the same, and hers don't, and da-da-da. Ice Spice's music don't sound the same. Munch does not sound like the Barbie Girl record. The Barbie Girl record don't sound like uh, the record she did with Lil TJ. That record don't sound like the record she did with, um, well, by herself, where she did Acting Smooth. She might be the sleeper at the end of this episode. I'm not sure. And, you know, none of this sounds the same. Because if that's the case, if all drills sound the same and that shit whack and that shit ass, what was the, what's the, up with Pop Smoke then? Pop Smoke being hailed as New York savior and all those things. I'm not saying it was wrong to say that. But if, if I spice his ass and everything she makes sound the same and that being drill, the same thing would apply to Pop Smoke, would it not? So I just want you to think about what you say before you say it. And y'all saying she can't rap and it's about bars. Well, it ain't never been about bars with y'all. Y'all don't give a fuck about bars until it's somebody you don't like or somebody you, um, somebody's affiliated with somebody you don't like for you to start talking about some shit that you've never paid attention to in music before. Ever. You don't care about bars. 90% of y'all don't that are on the internet talking about it like this. So, you know, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. So to continue, um, Ice Spice had this to say when she was talking to Zane Lowe. And it was a great little interview. Um, but this is just a little two-minute clip for y'all. Fascinated by that, in particular in the arts and in the performance industry, people can be obsessed with people. They inspire them. They create something inside of them that makes them feel like anything is possible. For you, that's Nicki Minaj. And then... <laughs> There you are together working on stuff. I know. That must be a moment for you as someone who recognizes manifestation, doesn't just look at it as curious luck, as a moment where you go, it works. Mm -hmm. Don't it you? does work. And you know, that's why it's so crazy. So when I met Nikki, right, for the first time in person, um, I was like at her studio and she was like doing her glam and stuff. And were you then nervous? I was nervous. Yeah, but I was like, I was like chilling. I was like nervous to get there. Once I got there, I was like, okay, I'm chilling. But then I heard her like say something and then I got nervous. <laughs> and then she started, she came out, right? Yeah. And um, I was fine. But she came out and she looked at like uh, my manager, James and like Riot and stuff and my photographer and everything. And um, then she came at me. And when she came to me wow. and she hugged me, I started crying because it just felt like a, a, I, I cried, but I walked away. Like I didn't say anything to her. I was just like, and I just walked away because um, I was just like, bro, like, like just the journey. Like, you know, I love Nikki and like meeting her was great and everything. But for me, it also just mostly felt like this is a full circle moment. Right. Like, this is crazy. Right. Like, I'm listened. really here. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, little that, me is screaming. That kid who listened to music and felt that music and made you realize anything was possible. You reached one of your destinations. Yes. And it just it felt like such an like an accomplishment meeting her like in a way you know what i'm saying yeah because of course so many girls look up to her and want to do that but it's just like for you to do it it's just crazy yeah but you felt it in a moment and it and turned it into something tangible so yeah um and to be honest uh, me and my girlfriend were talking about this and ice spice has come up in the last like what 10 11 months about to be yeah about to be 12 months because i think that munch dropped last august um, it's real similar to how Nikki's was in the sense that, yeah, Nikki was rapping her ass off for a whole ass year before she dropped her tape. But just the fact that there's multiple hits and all these things before an album is out. And also, you know, the whole only masters thing. Check. Only, she's the only new girl who own all her shit. But every other hit rap girl besides her, it was the one record that popped off. And then they ran with everything else. It wasn't like the consistent, you know, like Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. And then she dropped her album. Here we go. She ain't dropped nothing since. But you know what I mean? Then we got Megan. Big old freak popped off. She did Hot Girl Summer with Nicki, but paid it does. She don't ever do that record. So no one talks about it, even though that's her, you know, thing. But then everything else has just been just dropping music. But Ice Spice, it was Munch popped off. And then she kept going. She dropped another record. She dropped the Bikini Bottom thing. People were making fun of the beat. Oh, it was a SpongeBob-ass beat. Named it Bikini Bottom. Pops off. 
Then she's working with um, Pink Pantheress, goes number two on Hot on the Hot 100. Then she starts working with Nikki. She dropped Princess Diana. She dropped her tape. Like she's doing a lot. It wasn't just one record or two records, and then the tape comes out. You know what I mean? And that's no diss to the other artists. I'm just saying it's a it's a different journey that she went through versus everybody else, and that's probably why it feels different. And then her style with the whole the broad through the shirt, the school girl thing. She got her signature colors, her red hair. No matter what style it's in, it's red. How Nikki, every time she did something, it was pink hair. It's a very similar thing. And then also Ice Spice did admit and tell people this is inspired by Nicki Minaj. And yeah, it's it's good to see because a lot of artists aren't putting in work like that anymore as far as being very consistent and very uh, articulate about the work that they do or the little things that they do when it comes to um, their situation. So shout out to her. Shout out to her. Now, the last topics I want to get into, just sports related, just real quick on NFL running backs. They deserve to get paid. My Raiders and Josh Jacobs didn't get no deal done, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, Saquon Barkley and the Giants didn't get no deal done. Everybody's getting franchise tagged. They're not getting what they're worth. Now, I get it. Running backs are um, injury prone in the sense that they get hit the most, not that they always get hurt. But at the end of the day, they deserve to get paid, especially running backs like Saquon and JJ, who have led the league in things and done what they're supposed to do in order to get paid. Like everybody else gets paid, they deserve to get paid as well. Now, I feel like there's four running backs that come to mind that fucked up the market, or two specifically. Melvin Gordon got his got paid, and then he's been, you know, he fell off. Zeke got paid hella, and then he fell off. He's not getting signed right now either. There's a lot of running backs that are free agents that aren't signed. Um, so they just they need to get paid. That's really what it comes down to. We're going to see what happens. I hope that the Raiders and JJ get shit together because I want to see him play this year. I want him on my team. I don't want no trade or nothing like that. But we're going to see what happens. And then also, talk about Draymond Green real quick. This dumbass nigga, man. Like, I love Draymond. I'm a Warrior fan and all that. But goddamn, shut the fuck up. Please. I, that's what I want him to do. Go to the gym, focus on your offensive game because you haven't done that shit in a long time, and shut the fuck up. Steph has been having a great PR run. He won the ACC tournament. Shout out to him for that. And first first active athlete to do it since 2000, et cetera, et cetera, right? Draymond comes out on Pat, Patrick Beverly's podcast and says this. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and... You, you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in, a, in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We, we you know, we know, you know, things that you have to stand on. Now, as someone who has been amongst men that have ran their mouth and said dumb shit to me over the course of my life, that don't always mean you got to smack the fuck out of somebody. It don't. You don't have to always hit people. You don't. End, like, end of discussion. Sometimes you want to do it, but that don't mean you have to do it. You know? I don't know what was said, but Draymond came out with this after Jared Poole was traded, after he did the whole um, super sad documentary mini doc series about himself before opening night after the shit leaked. I still don't know who leaked the video. Um, then we got... Jordan Poole's dad on the internet pissed off, rightfully. Um, let me see, because I have what he said as well. Um, but Draymond, why are you speaking on it's over? Leave it where the fuck it is, okay? And before I read uh, what Jordan Poole's dad had to say, he also said, um, Draymond also said this about Chris Paul, because Chris Paul is here now. I publicly said I didn't like Chris Paul before. I'm not going to just be like, that changed now that he's my teammate. No, I look forward to talking amongst men. Now, the way Draymond's been talking, um, I don't know if you just learned the phrase amongst men or the term amongst men last week or whatever. She ain't never said something like this this many times over and over and over and over. But as someone who is a man as well, amongst men, you don't wait a fucking year to talk your shit about someone after they're gone. You don't. You say it in the moment and it is what it is after that. Then you can move forward as men. But... Apparently, you didn't want to do that. So, let me go back to Twitter and get the information I need as far as 
Jordan Poole's dad speaking on this situation. Um, actually, no, even before that, I got another video. This is Draymond talking about Jordan Poole in 2019. <laughs> but he don't stop talking. He does not stop, which is funny to me. So I see people get pissed off in practice. Like, oh, man, he a rookie. He never, I've heard a few people say, he a rookie. He never shut up. And I just be sitting there like, good job, young fella. You got a mad. They don't like you talk. I remember being that rookie that wouldn't shut up, and everybody hated it. So doing something right, young fella. Keep going. I just walk away smiling. It's great. So you loved him talking then, but as soon as he started talking to you, eventually you got to smack a nigga. No, 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 no. It's not how that works. Um, let me go back to my screenshots because people, people are funny. People are real funny. Let me see. Where is this? <laughs> but yeah, Draymond Green, it's a very interesting situation. And... I don't know why he decided to do this now. This is like, once again, what the fuck are you doing? Um, also, he got on Twitter and responded to a fake KG quote, which, you know, just falls into Elon Musk fucking Twitter up. But um, let me see. Let me find the tweet by his dad, because I know he said something. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, here we go. Jordan Poole's dad said this. JP was his guy and he avoided me all last year. He's soft as a bitch. He lame and me and him can meet anytime he want. Draymond said in response to him, that's cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year champ and stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. First of all, you would call niggas bitches every other fucking year, Draymond. You've called nigga a bitch multiple times. So don't get mad about the word getting used towards you now. Okay, that's one. Then we have Jordan Poole's friend saying this because we watched Draymond and JP be cool as hell. That's why it was so weird. So Jordan Poole's best friend, Raylan Brown, said this on his Instagram story. He supposedly called himself our OG and leader. A lot of y'all hoop. How many times in practice you swung on your little homie like that? We rock with you a lot, which is why it's always been weird. You have such a bad energy this way. And I'm just like, that don't make no sense. Um, let me see. To be honest, we've been handling this way more player mature than uh, Draymond. You a legend that condoned this type of energy of talking shit in the literal video, the one I played for you earlier from 2019. But definitely had a moment of inexcusable failure of leadership as a brother and teammate, which was his best quality. Or which, yeah. We're your leader when you need them. We rock with you a lot and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's never made sense on this side. So... Yeah, Draymond, what are you doing? Because at this point, you didn't even need to say anything. The shit's over. It got brought up again. And Warrior fans who, you know, are new here. This shit went over well with them because Jordan Poole had a couple of bad games. And then niggas forgot he's a 20 points per game scorer. And literally has been modeling this game after Steph. And learning a lot. One of the best dribblers in the league. One of the best free throw shooters in the league. And he had a couple of bad games and niggas wanted him gone. He's gone and people are like, oh, not for Chris Paul, but we wanted him gone. It can't be both. I didn't want Chris Paul either, but I didn't want JP gone in the first place. So Draymond, I need you to shut the fuck up. You're probably not going to do it. Nine, 99.9% sure you're not going to do it, but I need you to shut the fuck up. Steph, do something, man. Do something. I believe in our team as long as you're standing. But damn, can Draymond have a drama-free moment just once just once and i feel like the only time he does is when he shuts the fuck up because you wouldn't be saying this shit to lebron now that it's 2023 anyway so shut up please please um i just i don't understand it i don't have anything else to for y'all today but i did want to get all this information to you and this will be releasing same day i hope y'all enjoy it but um yeah that is the topics. Again, I appreciate all my listeners. I love y'all. More content coming. I'm going to get back to posting reels on Instagram. I hadn't done it in a while. It's been a long going on, but uh, we're back. And as I always say, black people, stay together.
Rob is hot, bitch is a sticker I can't be falling in love with a nigga Pockets were small, they got bigger You did me wrong, what I do? Acting a smoochie when I'm off the liquor Showing my thong, going cool Throwing it back and I watch him get bigger Baby, I watch how I move Bitches, they see me, don't know what to do Like, baddie, I get in my mood Nigga, munchie, he eat me like food Damn, he eating it up Kitty on water, he beating it up On fire, heating it up Bitches be dirty, I'm cleaning them up Give me a tissue, why would I miss you when you was the issue? Don't wear the shoe if the shoe doesn't fit you Only around me when it's beneficial Stop texting my phone, nigga be feeling like leave me alone Back in my zone, don't want the feelings, I just want the cup Daddy, he making me thicker, Rob is hard, bitch is a sticker I can't be falling in love with a nigga, pockets were small, they got bigger You did me wrong what I do, acting a smoochie when I'm off the liquor Showing my thong, going cool Throwing it back and I watch him get bigger Throwing it back, put it right in his face He like how it tastes He grabbing my waist Got him itching to stay He the bank and I'm making him chase I'm a baddie, I'm having my way Nigga, a munchie so we cannot date He a eater, I'll make sure he ate No, you cannot have your boo back If I'm shooting my shot, he gon' shoot back I'm on his head like a durag Shitting on bitches, I do that Shitting on bitches, my hobby Body too crazy, they all in my body like, all of my body, like, all of my body, like Baddie, he making me thicker, rob his heart, bitch is a sticker I can't be falling in love with a nigga, pockets were small, they got bigger You did me wrong, what I do, acting a smoochie when I'm off the liquor Showing my thong, going cool, throwing it back and I watch him get bigger Baddie, he making me thicker, rob his heart, bitch is a sticker I can't be falling in love with a nigga, pockets were small, they got bigger You did me wrong what I do, do? acting a smoochie when I'm off the liquor Showing my thong, going cool Throwing it back and I watch him get bigger